Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Saturday of the 25th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who founded all the commands of your sacred law upon love of you and of our neighbour, grant that by keeping your precepts we may merit to attain eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Ecclesiastes. Rejoice in your youth, you who are young. Let your heart give you joy in your young days. Follow the promptings of your heart and the desires of your eyes. But this you must know, for all these things God will bring you to judgment. Cast worry from your heart, shield your flesh from pain. Yet youth, the age of dark hair, is vanity. And remember your Creator in the days of your youth before evil days come and the years approach when you say, These give me no pleasure, before sun and light and moon and stars grow dark, and the clouds return after the rain, the day when those who keep the house tremble and strong men are bowed, when the women grind no longer at the mill, because day is darkening at the windows and the street doors are shut, when the sound of the mill is faint, when the voice of the bird is silenced and song notes are stilled, When to go uphill is an ordeal, and a walk is something to dread. Yet the almond tree is in flower, the grasshopper is heavy with food, and the caper bush bears its fruit, while man goes to his everlasting home. And the mourners are already walking to and fro in the street, before the silver cord has snapped, or the golden lamp been broken, or the pitcher shattered at the spring, or the pulley cracked at the well, or before the dust returns to the earth as it once came from it and the breath to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, the preacher says, all is vanity. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In every age, O Lord, you have been our refuge. In every age, O Lord, you have been our refuge. You turn men back to dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone no more than a watch in the night. In every age, O Lord, you have been our refuge. You sweep men away like a dream, like the grass which springs up in the morning. 
In the morning it springs up and flowers, by evening it weathers and fades. In every age, O Lord, you have been our refuge. Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servants. In every age, O Lord, you have been our refuge. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exult and rejoice all our days. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. In every age, O Lord, you have been our refuge. Alleluia, Alleluia. Our Saviour, Jesus Christ, has done away with death and brought us life through his gospel. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. At a time when everyone was full of admiration for all he did, Jesus said to the disciples, For your part, you must have these words constantly in your mind. The Son of Man is going to be handed over into the power of men. But they did not understand him when he said this. It was hidden from them, so that they should not see the meaning of it. And they were afraid to ask him about what he had just said. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, Quoeleth is familiar to us, right? The preacher. The one who gathers an assembly and who is able to impart his wisdom to the assembly. He's the voice that comes through the book of Ecclesiastes. But then you've also got the author of the book of Ecclesiastes. So what you need to imagine is this, that while Quoleth is speaking, there's an author who's writing down the words of Quoleth. So while the book of Ecclesiastes is filled with his words, um, the author is actually someone else. And so at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes, we actually have the author break in with some words of himself a kind of observation about Coeleth. So the epilogue starts out like this. He says, Besides being a sage, Coeleth also taught his knowledge to the people, having weighed, studied, and amended a great many proverbs. Coeleth tried to write in an attractive style and to set down truthful thoughts in a straightforward manner. Great. So the author gives a few little extra observations, and then he finishes like this. To sum up the whole matter... Fear God and keep his commandments, since this is the whole duty of man. For God will call all hidden deeds, good or bad, to judgment. So I think that little observation is really handy. The author of the book goes, All right, let's boil down Quoeleth to this. The duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. Everything else is vanity. Everything else will collapse and fall. Nothing else actually accomplishes anything. There's so much under the sun that is vanity, that's empty, that's smoke. But what's solid? God. So, there is life's meaning. All right, so what have we done? I suppose um, it's a little bit like going to the back of the maths book and getting the right answer. Uh, And then going back to the problem and applying the answer to the problem and seeing if we can work it out for ourselves. So knowing that this is the answer that Quoeleth gives, that 
The whole point of life, the whole duty of man, is to fear God and keep his commandments. Let's now look at the first reading which we've had. Now, it spans the length of human life. He starts off by talking to young people and having advice for youth and how to live their youth. Um, But then he goes all the way through to death and points out that, hey, (laughs) you might be loving your youth, but it ain't going to hang around. And you'll get old if you're lucky. So in a very broad stroke, he offers advice about how to live a life that avoids building its foundation on vanity, on smoke. Now, first things first, Quoileth, although, you know, he can be a little bit dour, he's not miserable. He starts off with this advice for young people. Rejoice in your youth, you who are young, and let your heart give you joy in your young days. You know, it's often said that youth is wasted on the young. And of course, that's often said by people who aren't young. Um, For the simple fact that not having had the burdens of age and the responsibilities that come with finding a place in life, that young people probably don't know the trials that lie ahead of them and, and don't know to be appreciative of the fact that they don't suffer those trials yet. Trials of health, trials of finance or debt or the trials of work life. But Quoileth isn't bitter. He says, enjoy it. Follow the promptings of your heart and the desires of your eyes. Enjoy your youth. And there's a sense there that that enjoyment needs to bring a sense of gratitude as well. But, he says, you must know, for all these things, God will bring you to judgment. Gee, isn't that important? And it's definitely good advice, especially for young people who perhaps don't always consider the consequences of action. And I suppose perhaps now, more than in times past, young people can really blow up their lives so easily and so quickly. How addictions to drugs, alcohol, pornography, even addictions to things like video games, um, that you can kind of fall into it so easily and be saddled with it for the rest of your life. So enjoy your youth, says Quoileth, but remember, there are consequences. So here's the advice then. Cast worry from your heart. Shield your flesh from pain. In other words, don't do stuff that's going to cause you sadness and going to cause you hurt. Now, you might pause for a second and go, now, why would anyone do something that causes them sadness or hurt? Well, that's what sin is. Sin is always an enticement to seek after something that's good, something perhaps enjoyable or something that might make me richer or something that might give me more esteem, um, but at the end will actually rob me. Sin's a bad deal. It'll take away my joy and it'll give me more pain. So, says Quoileth, don't do that. Enjoy your youth and don't let these dramas pile up on top of you. There should be a kind of uncomplicated beauty to youth. Because Quoileth says things change. He says, evil days come and the years approach when you say, these give me no pleasure. The time definitely approaches when things aren't quite as enjoyable as they were when we were young. And the trials and struggles are around the corner. But, says Quoileth, youth... The age of dark hair, you know, before you go grey. 
Youth is vanity. And it's at that point you go, no, hey, well, hang on a second, Quoth. What are you talking about? You were just saying how wonderful youth is to live this uncomplicated way. And now you're saying that youth is vanity? It's like, yep. If youth is all your life is about, if being able to cram as much pleasure into your life is what you're about, that's vanity. That's emptiness. Because the bad days come. You can't live in that permanent state of life. Youth can't be the point of life. Enjoy it while it lasts, but it's not the foundation on which your life is built. So then comes a great piece of advice. He says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Obeying God isn't an old people's game. This is where life needs to find its solid foundation to build on what is not vanity. Why would you spend your youth chasing the wind when in actual fact you could be building your life on solid rock? Remember the answer we got from the back of the book? To sum up the whole matter, fear God and keep his commandments since this is the whole duty of man. The departure of youth begins the collapse, I suppose, of human life. I mean, you know, death really catches up with us. Uh, And so we hear this rather sort of poetic description of what happens as we grow old. He says, The day when those who keep the house tremble and strong men are bowed, when the women grind no longer at the mill because day is darkening at the windows and the street doors are shut. Um, It's kind of a poetic way of describing how we become enfeebled, right? The keepers of the house tremble. Well, you know, as age comes, you get the shakes, right? Strong men bow down. Our muscles atrophy and we grow weaker. Quoileth tells us that the women grind no longer at the mill, um, meaning, like, your teeth fall out. (laughs) And then we hear that day is darkening at the windows. Well, because your eyes start to fail. And the street doors are shut, meaning you lose your hearing. And Quoileth kicks on a little bit more in in that vein until finally he talks about the mourners already walking to and fro in the street. You know, the people who are going to be at your funeral are surrounding you. (laughs) That is a fine thought. Because at the end of the day, the dust is going to return to the earth from which it came and the breath to God who gave it. The separation of dust and breath, that's death. Because what was the creation of man? It was the coming together of the dust of the earth in Adam and the breath of God in his nostrils, that these will be separated. Vanity of vanities, the preacher says, that's that's vanity. Death is what exposes vanity. Death shows what's really empty in life, but also what's truly substantial. And so there's this little piece of advice then that Ecclesiastes gives to young people. He says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. So there it is. Love life. Enjoy life. It's a gift from God. It's a gift from the creator. But what we seek outside of the creator ultimately is vanity because it comes to nothing in death. So remember the creator and live in accord with his commandments. That's how to build our lives on solid rock and to avoid the dangers of the vanities that surround us.
At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father. <laughs>